Uh, did that couch go back some or something? Yeah. Yeah, he pushed it back. You want to pull it up? Hey, there it is. Hey, did you order your mic stand yet? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Did you really? No. Oh. <laughs> Why is it funny to you? So sad as well. Order the mic stand. <laughs> I only say that because you'd be much more upset knowing what I did this week. Oh, goodness. What? I ordered something from Amazon and forgot to order the mic stand. Still don't see why you can't. Yeah, no, I can. Um, yeah, I actually ordered the Raspberry Pi stuff. Oh, you're going to do that? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. Raspberry Pi How, are we recording? Yeah. Okay. Adam's going to attempt to program a Raspberry, not program, I guess copy-paste files to a yeah. Raspberry Pi. I don't know what that means. Images. Got to put sure. them images in Oh, there. do you know what a Raspberry Pi is? No. Um, it is a, uh, yeah, Adam, you tell him. You know more it's about it than me. Just like a little computer, basically. Um... I I got this idea because I couldn't get it in NES Classic, and I got really upset about it because, uh, first of all, they're impossible to find around here, and then they just announced that they're discontinuing it after this month. Mm-hmm. So even though they're, they announced that they might, or I don't think they even announced, but there's rumors that they're going to be doing the SNES Classic, I was like, mm, I think I'm just going to get a Raspberry Pi, which can emulate everything Okay. for much cheaper. So... Even though emulation isn't strictly legal, I'm not saying I'm actually going to do it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. But, I mean, just hypothetically, you hypothetically could do it. I mean, you it's could. legal because you own all the copies of the games you're going to play, Adam. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's a very fair point, David. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's where my head was when I decided to go ahead with this. But, basically, you have to buy the board. Um, I've seen versions where you actually have to, like, solder the board and put everything together. I didn't go that route. I just got one that's already assembled. Um, but basically, you have to get everything formatted on a uh, micro SD card, uh, get all the files on there. There's like, um, you can actually do a lot with a with a Raspberry Pi, but yeah. really all I want it for is what they call a retro Pi, which is just to play retro games on. Yeah. So that's all I want it for. That's all I'm going to install and use with it. And you can use it. The newest version has. Uh, Bluetooth support, Wi-Fi support, all built in. So, nice. so your PlayStation controller should yeah. be able to sync up to it. Yep, and it has cool. four USB ports, so you can even like plug in controllers uh-huh. if you want to do that too. Yeah, um, and I've seen online already. There's a bunch of like USB versions of like the NES controller. Yeah, SNES controller. Do it, um, man. Yeah, there's like uh, do it, man. There's there's tons of Dreamcast emulators too. So I'm yeah. hoping to get Power Stone on there. Really? And we could play Power. You Stone. think a Raspberry Pi yeah. can run that? Yeah. Yeah, I actually have heard that that's kind of the the top end of the games that it runs. Huh. Is I didn't know Dreamcast that. Stuff. I thought it was just a very basic chip that was just able to emulate things and do very basic mm-hmm. like functions. It's apparently gotten more advanced. So the, it's the Raspberry Pi three B. Cool. So yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about it. So yeah, it looks pretty cool. Best so okay, so you did order this then? Yes. Okay. All the, all the parts are coming. I want to say shipping fucked me over because everything is coming by tomorrow except for the power adapter. Well, what's the power adapter? It's literally the power cord. That oh, goes well, into I it. mean, like, what's like the voltage? If you have a one that's equal to it, you can just probably plug that <sighs> yeah, in. Yeah, I just don't want to mess with it because if I if I accidentally use the wrong voltage, it's gonna fry the thing. It's like a I think two point five or something like that. Nah. Uh, yeah. Here it is. It is a arriving Wednesday. Huh. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's a five volt, two point five A. I'm not sure what that means. Well, but. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. When you get all the parts and you assemble the parts, and we'll talk about it then. We'll see. Yeah, hopefully you have it up yeah. and running by right, next I mean, Friday. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm it. sure. You have all the parts before then. And in the meantime, I can get all the stuff downloaded that I need to. <clears throat> yeah, that's the easy part. Yeah. In the meantime, meantime, we meantime. are drinking a beer that we've had before. Mm-hmm. Right? This beer has some history on this podcast. So. Legendary, some would say. I would maybe two right. years ago when we first started doing this podcast. Whoa, two years ago. I, don't, it was about I think, two years I think ago. we had this off the podcast. Or was this like one of the first ones? I'm pretty sure we had this on the podcast. No, I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't remember recording when we um had this, but I remember us having it and just hating it. We had it and we <laughs> scored it. So I don't Speak know if yourself. we officially scored it on an episode, but we definitely had it. We can hit the archives. It. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, well, uh, in, in the mean meantime, I got this. In the you, mean, mean you, meantime, you steer the ship. Introduce we, us. What's the name of the podcast? You haven't done the the intro intro for a while. I know. I was gonna. After I get into this beer, well, don't let me stop you, ladies and gentlemen. This beer is the Lion Stout, the legendary <laughs> Lion Stout. That's good. Thank you. Um, so, Rawr. as David looks that up, I am Marco Dupa for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah. And for uh, David the God, sports sports drunk God, drunk sports God, drunk drunk sports God. Also, we have not. We haven't? No. Okay, good. Then this is the first time that we'll be having this officially, unofficially, we fucking hated it. Except for Adam. No, I thought it was fine. Adam, Adam, you know. But this was years ago. This was. Yeah, I don't know years if, ago. Uh, you know, my palate's changed. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and that's why I'm... we're revisiting this. Right. So, thank you guys for joining us. We're going to have a good time tonight. This is the One Bear Podcast. Oh. That was juicy. Smell too bad. ABV. Oh. Uh, things of that nature. Well, yeah, I can get that real quick. I mean, yeah. it's obviously a stout. We've established that much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Adam. It's from <laughs> Sri Lanka. It's a lion stout, uh, Imperial IPA. Made from <laughs> bits of real lion, so you know it's good. Actual lion, yeah. Let's see. Lion stout. This is a 8.8% ABV. Ooh. Yep, from yep, this is it. Lion Brewery Ceylon? Yep. Interesting. Right. Lion Stout is brewed in Sri Lanka and has a heritage dating back to 1881. It is a traditional stout with a blend of chocolate, coffee, toffee flavors, and it is an extraordinary mocha liqueur-like character. The 8% ABV bottled conditioned beer is brewed from British, Czech, and Danish malts with Styrian hops in an English yeast strain. Very nice. All right. All right. Let's stop talking about it. Let's be about it. Mm. Okay. Mm. 
It's a good sign, folks. <laughs> this is it's way not better. so bad. This is better than I <laughs> yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. I, Thank I you. Thank you. <laughs> Apparently, Adam was a little bit ahead of his time. Yeah. yeah. Head of the curve. Because this is not, it's not so bad. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. I was a little worried after all the, the hate I got last time. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it is a fascinating look at, you know, how quickly your palate can change or, or you know, become more advanced or, you know, just your, you, you know, your taste change. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. They say after, was it seven, eight years, like you you have completely different taste buds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Because well, I mean, when we first had it, me and you fucking yeah. just annihilated. Did not like it, yeah. yeah. Shitted on you for couple of days yeah your opinion on beers was void oh, the legend for, the legend was born of for, the lion stout for months i got shit for liking the lion stout i mean every time we saw it yeah we brought it up yeah yeah, yeah. i will say it's getting harder to drink is it for me why it's just the lion <laughs> it's just the lion yeah. you can't handle the lion what about it is making it difficult because you like stouts. I do. And this isn't like the, I don't know, the flavor isn't like all that deep to me. It just kind of feels, it just tastes a little muddled. You think so? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for something more complex? Yeah. What, did you want a chocolate pie in this or some shit? <laughs> no. But I don't taste the toffee. Definitely not. Mm. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I think this is a very strong stout, like strong as in like, you know me, you know my, you know Conceptually. my style. I like pure. I'm like a purist with my beers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that, I like that IPA last week. Yep, this is like a contender up there for like top stouts. I think you think, yes, nice. damn, yeah. It went from zero to zero, hero. zero to hundred real quick. <laughs> so proud of the lion mm-hmm. stout right now. But I, I do think they may have changed like something. Because I don't remember, like, I don't, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, back then we had no knowledge of what we know now. Right. Yeah. Or taste for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much but, less exposure. Yeah. I don't know, I'm trying, like, this is perplexing to me because I, I honestly hated this the first time I <laughs> yeah. had it, and yeah. now I actually really like it, yeah. and I'm conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, this was probably, like, my third or fourth stout in my life at the time, mm-hmm. so... To not really understand what you're drinking and just go, oh yeah, beer. <laughs> yeah. I could, yeah. Now to have a, a a better understanding of it, a different palate, like I said. Yeah. Hmm. I will say, I remember it being much stronger as far as like flavor. Now it seems a lot more drinkable for some reason. Mm. I mean, it was years ago. Yeah, they could have changed, you know, their recipe. Could be. They could have changed their hops or, or or just what they add or how they brew it, where they brew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it could just could be us. Yep. We're stronger. It's probably us. We're more stronger. That's right. All right. We're more powerful. Let's go, champ. That's right. Oh, I saw yeah. your post today. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fans in the back more than anything. <laughs> He's got a nice home. Who is that guy? Yeah, what's That's that guy's name again? Shannon the Cannon Briggs. That's right. Shannon Briggs. Two-time heavyweight champion going for his third championship right now if he wins the match that he's got coming up he will be the only man to have won a championship in three different decades 
to Whoa. 90s, 2000, and whatever this is. 2010s? Yeah. The 10s? The 10s? Are yeah. we back in the 10s? Yes. It'll be the and he'll 20s. be one of the oldest champions of all time. I think he's in his early 40s, yeah, late 30s. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah. But you look up uh, his highlights. You probably know this guy. Just you don't. He doesn't look familiar because he changed his appearance a lot. He used to have blonde dreads, big, oh. tall, black dude, blonde dreads. And he's just bald now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the beard. I mean, he beats the shit out of people. <laughs> he's awesome. That's his job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you gotta love it. So, uh, I quit my job. I heard. <laughs> How's yeah. it feel? It feels amazing. You feel like free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel fantastic. Yeah, I remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. Real good. It's a it's it's liberating. Oh yeah, you know it's like uh, I ain't got to deal with this shit no more. Yeah, that's that's really it, it boils down to that. It's like mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with this anymore. Weight off shoulders. I'm 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 done. I'm out the door. Out the game. It's like you shouldn't be working at a place eight hours a day where you feel mentally drained. You come home and and. You know your creative juices are not flowing because you're just you're just just beat down by the first eight hours of your day. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's not a good way to live. And to be free of that and to you know just go off and do I, I, almost anything else. I I mean that I think that reflects poorly on the on on the job that like you know people. The turnover rate is so high. People are, they're literally just, they're going to do anything else. Yeah. Well, and you made it farther than most. Yeah. Yeah. What was your official title? I was a CA supervisor. Okay. But the fact that I was there for four years, three of those were as a supervisor, having gone through a lot of stuff, been one, there, there was probably like, me and I think three or four other supervisors who had been there that long. Everybody else, gone, gone, gone. So, hmm. I just uh, I went in. I did nothing for eight hours. Just kind of hung out. Just walked around, talked to people. <laughs> just ha- just As stared at the, the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then something uh, weird with Mark. Call security. <laughs> <laughs> Four twenty was yesterday, bro. <laughs> then I uh. Or, uh, maybe about 20 minutes before the end of the day I had a meeting I just blew through that meeting didn't te- just didn't say anything just, just fucking ran through it typed up a quick little email subject line I quit <laughs> you serious? <Yeah. laughs> sent that then went and talked to my uh, my boss call center manager and I was just like hey uh, I'm leaving and uh, I'm not coming back so whatever we need to do right now Let's just let's get it done because I'm never coming back to this place. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, uh, okay, uh, uh, all right, all right." So I just sat down and, you know, we kind of talked for a little bit. <clears throat> I told him how I felt about a couple of things. You know, he was obviously annoyed at the fact that I didn't put it two weeks in and yeah. then I just quit. Which obviously, I mean, I, I get that he yeah. would be. Uh, <clears throat> I don't disagree with those feelings. Yeah, of course, <laughs> I, would be, I would be annoyed by that yes. too. Uh, truth be told, I you know I wanted to leave them with a little bit of a burden, so <laughs> I did it on purpose. I could have put it two weeks in, and I didn't. Yeah. Um, and then I just, just walked out the door, man, and like 
barely anybody knew what I had done until the next day. Mm-hmm. I'm getting all these texts and 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 messages like on Facebook and 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 stuff like people are just like, what happened? What what? And <laughs> it's going around how I did it, and people are like, I got one guy texting me, just put legend. <laughs> some, person, some person texted me and they were like I heard you quit like a boss today and I was, or yesterday like, yeah yeah I did you so, made it you made it out you know the ego gets stroked a little bit it's nice there's you know there was people who I worked with who I really appreciated working with I'm gonna miss those people but fuck that keep place. in touch so, with them you can huh? be friends with them I know, yes, I, know. I'm go- I am cool, I am that's that's the plan I'm gonna we'll keep let you be friends with them, with them. it's okay thanks man yeah mm-hmm. sometimes just don't forget about us on Friday nights yeah, yeah. Like you did today. They don't get Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't forget. Like you did today. I didn't forget. Mm. I lost track of time. Same yeah. time as usual, Mark. Thumbs up. I wasn't yep. looking at the clock, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how I lost track of it. Uh-huh. I was facing away from it. Right. <laughs> Let me ask you guys something dealing with jobs, because this actually brought up an, uh, a thought that I've had before. A lot of people say millennials aren't, like, driven to, to do actual, like, hard work given that we're all in that sort of millennial generation would you guys rather have a job that is more fulfilling but pays less or less fulfilling but pays more uh it depends you know for me like how much of my time is it taking up Mm -hmm. you know like if i have to work hard from you know like six in the morning to like three but then i have the whole day or something like that then yeah cool I can deal with that uh, if it pays well yeah but I, I don't know to me like it's not it's not the payment or how hard the work is or how fulfilling it's like outside work I don't want to be de- defined by my work hmm. yeah I feel like that's a new thing I feel like a lot of people like in past generations did want to be defined by what they did you know <clears throat> yeah I feel like that's what what's, that's carrying over and like that's causing the conflict in this generation because right. last generation was like you know, my my father, like he lives by his trade, mm-hmm. and he it's definitely. Like, I'm like, John the carpenter, right? It's what I do, and so like me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just me. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to be defined by what I where I work. Mm-hmm. You know, unless it's something I'm crazy passionate about, right? Then if it's that fulfilling, then I guess it wouldn't matter at that point if it, mm-hmm. you know, if it pays more or pays less. Yeah. I I uh I think it would depend on how much more you're getting paid mm-hmm. it's something that you know I'll bite a lot of bullets <laughs> if it's if it's good pay I mean right. I did for a while Ugh, excuse me that's that's all I did for the past two and a half three years mm-hmm. was just bite down on those bullets yeah so to me it would depend on that because like I agree with David um, my creative pursuits outside of work would keep me fulfilled right so uh, the job place wouldn't necessarily have to fill that void. Yeah. So, if I'm if it's an unfulfilling job, but I'm getting paid a lot, I'd probably pick that to be honest with you, because the more money could fund the creative pursuits outside of work. Right. But that's the thing, though. Like you were saying with your job in particular, that's it a was... hustle. It's a it's an official legit hustle, but right. right. It's still you know pushing what you want to do right? yeah but, but at the same time like with your job that you used to have that you quit it was something that was a nine to five basically right mm-hmm. you never had to worry about the call center outside of those hours that you were actually on the clock right right it's not a thing like 
say for instance my job i have to think about things outside of work in order to perform right the next day right to come up with good ideas but with yours nine to five you clock out you don't have to think about it anymore but at the same time you felt drained you felt spiritually emotionally drained from that place and therefore you could not fulfill your creative passions outside of work to your fullest ability Mm -hmm. so i feel like there's a direct connection with like a lot of times how much you're being paid and how much of it's sucking your soul a lot of the time so it's always been a conflict for me because for me personally i've always wanted to have a job that i would be proud to be defined by as far as like i want to be able to say i'm a writer that's what i do like no. th- that's how I make my money is by being creative. Right. right. So it's a, a point of pride for me <laughs> to be able to do that. Um, you know, not to down anybody that's, you know, a blue collar worker, or, you know, I don't know, working on more of a tech side of things. Like that's all very important, obviously, but that's just something I've always personally wanted to do. But at the same time, like I could easily see myself getting into a position where I'm doing something that is taking more time out of my life but at the same time, it's still not fulfilling. So it's it's like a it, it's something I'm constantly having to check with myself by putting myself in the position of not wanting a regular nine to five. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's kind of pitfalls on both sides of either wanting something that's strictly like I clock in, I clock out, and I don't worry about the rest of the time, versus something that you think like you work your life, like that is your life. That's what you do. It's supposed to be your passion. It's supposed to be what you would be doing anyway, and that just happens to get you money. Like that's that's sort of the dream for me, but in a way that is paying enough for me to be able to actually live, and also is creative enough for me to stay intrigued and stay passionate and actually wake up excited about doing things. Right. So that's not really a question. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's like a rumination I've had over time about work and careers and I just it, like it feels so strange to think about in the context of history and the context of like past generations and how they they viewed work. They viewed work as just something that put food on the table for their family because by the time they were our age, they had kids already right. and were married for 5 years or so. Yeah, and, I guess we're kind of of at an advantage because we don't have kids. Right. Yeah. Because we could, you could walk into work tomorrow and go, I don't want to do this. Right. And change careers completely. Mm-hmm. Go back to school. Yeah. You know, whatever. Or move somewhere. Because you ain't got no little piece of shit dependent on you. Exactly. Fuck them. Exactly. <clears throat> I think uh, another difference is, I mean, you have a degree, you know, you, you're doing something, you're, you're taking advantage of the schooling that you received, at least in part. And that gets you in the door, at least. It's right. really your work that gets you jobs. But. Well, I'm saying you as a person, I, I can assume, would be very unfulfilled if you were in a job where you weren't taking advantage of all that schooling that you went through. Correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. But I, mean, I, I, I don't have a degree. And so the jobs that, that I get are just things that I fall into and I try to make the best of it. Right. And so I don't ha- I can't be as picky about what's going to fulfill me and pay me at the same right, time. Right, right, right. You know, I have to just kind of deal with what I get. Right, right. And I, I get that. I, I think the issue that I have uh, is that I kind of took that same approach to my schooling. So when I was in college, 
uh, for people that don't know, I was originally a film major, and that was really my passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't get into UCF's BFA program, which is Bachelor's of Fine Arts, um, because it's very selective. They only take maybe like, back then, maybe like five people every semester out of, you know, 50 to 100 applicants. So yeah, so. At that point, why, why even fucking do it? I, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I try. Like, why have the program? Yeah. Why, why even fucking do it? Why, why be so picky? Like, there who's a, coming out of UCF that's, you know... Yeah. How many filmmakers have you heard of? I think the Blair Witch guys came out of UCF. <laughs> hmm. So nobody in 20 years. Yeah. But that's besides the point. I think it's part of the prestige of the entire thing. It's how they keep it selective, et cetera, right. et cetera. Right. So since I wasn't somebody that necessarily had this big portfolio of films, like short films under my belt at the time, like... And mind you, I had a couple of little things from SCC. I, you know, I took starring David Romero. Yes, yes, one of them is it's still on YouTube. Um, we may link, um, but it just wasn't enough, you know. Yeah. So I tried, and then realized that after having to go, like, I'd have to go through that process again after being denied it for another semester, which would deny or which would uh, delay me another semester for graduation. Um, I decided not to do it. Not to do it anymore. So I, I said, you know what? Let's just figure out something that I can make money doing while not feeling like I'm going to die. So that's where advertising came in, and that's how I got into the copywriting sort of side of stuff. And I was like, oh, there's a creative outlet for me to make money and still be a writer. Cool. I'll do that. Yeah. So in the way that you're saying, like, you kind of had to accept whatever comes your way and not necessarily be completely fulfilled but it's something that will give you the funds that can possibly get you into doing what you want to do that's sort of what I had to do with school yeah so I kind of just I felt like I, I feel like I did that a little bit earlier and now I'm in a position where I'm still not necessarily doing everything that's 100% creatively fulfilling for me but it's close you know it, it's getting there yeah you know yeah so eh, i don't know it, it it it's hard to to get exactly where you're trying to go i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah um when you don't really know what it is that's going to feed you but kind of wake you up in the morning feeling happy to to go into it yeah i mean i i i always go back and forth between like <clears throat> is a is a job is a job even supposed to fulfill you that way fulfill you in that way anyway you know if mm-hmm. it, you know if it's not your career choice and it's just a job that you picked up i mean should you expect to be fulfilled in that way right i i don't know if you should but you could be yeah you certainly could find a job that could fulfill you in that way even if it's something that you uh, don't want to do for the rest of your life. I mean, there's plenty of people who work at my job right now who, you know, they're 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 working that job and they they feel fulfilled by it. They're they're the things that they do, you know. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm proud of the work that I do, mm-hmm. for better or for worse, because those people's pieces of shit. But <laughs> they they feel that they feel that fulfillment by that job. Hey, I, I mean, good for them though. Like. <laughs> I wish I could be that satisfied that easily. Right. You know, like right. it it shows maybe a lack of ambition, but at the same time, 
Damn. Who's to say? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, who's to say that those people don't live happier, more? I'm using air quotes. Successful lives in that manner, right? You know, right. like if you. Well, I mean, you define that individually, right? If you live and die, it, it, like if you live your entire life, and let's say you work at a call center your entire life, say that's your life, all right? But you're happy. You're happy about it. You you have a family. You know, you have your kids. You fulfill everything that you want to do in your life. Yeah. While working at a call center, like who am I to say that you aren't successful? I mean, that like, person, that sounds, that's a successful person. That sounds perfectly successful to me. Like, If that's what they wanted to do, they're happy, they landed on that thing, they're making the kind of money that they feel like they need to make to live a substantial life, comfortable life, I mean, that's a successful yeah. person. Some people just want to be. Yeah. And that's awesome. I wish I could do that. Yeah. There's so many times I wake up in the morning, <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could just work a regular job. Yeah, I wish I would feel fulfilled doing that and be okay doing that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, man. I, I, I have those same thoughts where I just, I wish I, I, sometimes I wish I didn't like doing this and I didn't like making music so much. Right. Because it's like, if it doesn't work out, you're always gonna feel like you failed, and if I could just be happy not liking those things or liking them like normal people like them it's like that's nah, a good song and then just move on without yeah. obsessing <laughs> over the lyrics and the I enjoy top 40 yeah if I could just do that <laughs> and be fine with that you know sometimes I think like yeah, I'd probably be happier if I could just be okay with that right. as opposed to you know feeling like if I don't make it then I didn't do it I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't do enough that's it's tough sometimes it's a tough thing to roll out of bed and feel like Oh, I'm going. I'm st- waking up at six thirty to work at this fucking call center today, when I should not be here. Right. And I mean, I feel like, especially at this po- point in our lives, all of our lives, we're we're at the age where we're like, well, it's now or never, boys. Come yeah. on, Mark, make it so we can live off like, you. <laughs> I'm taking everybody with me. Yeah, like that. That's the thing. Like sometimes I think, and I'm like, you do the thing where you compare people, other people's successes. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this guy was already a millionaire at 18. Yeah. Or like, this guy already was a like piano virtu- virtuoso by 20. Right. You know, or or he sold his first million single uh, when he was 25. Yeah. I'm past that already, and I'm nowhere near that. So why even try? Yeah. At this point, you know. Yeah. I'll fuck all those success stories. What are they trying to do? Are they trying to like point out your life to theirs or like mm-hmm. lift you up and be like, you can do it too. You can do it too. Look at me. People always say it. If I could do it, you, you can, can do too. it. <laughs> you like, can too. Buy my book. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Please. This is actually how I, I make my money. You can tell me to have how, how <laughs> a success story works. Fuck you. I'm going to have my own. I'm going to have my own. This podcast. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just, there is a... Uh, I feel like at this point in my life, there's a lot of um, temptation to just succumb to the, well, we ain't made it yet, so mm. therefore, it ain't going to happen. I might as well just start working at a gas station or something. Right. You know, and pay my dues and, you know, figure something out <laughs> like gas that. Gas station dues. But that's the thing. Like, nowadays, those kind of jobs where you get into this corporation, you stay there for 40 years don't exist anymore right, right 
it's a different world. You have to stay nimble. You have to stay learning things, which is more and more difficult the older you get. Yeah. So, like, talking about tech, I know a few developers that, like, in maybe, let's say, five to ten years, the code that they're working on right now is going to be completely different. And changing the way that you code things is like learning a different language. Mm. So in order for them to keep jobs, not not even keep their jobs, but just continue to advance, they have to keep learning constantly. So if you don't have that expectation, which I feel like the past generation never had that expectation of having to learn all the time, they just got really good at one thing right. and were able to focus on that and master it, you're not going to last so it's a lot of pressure, and that's very hard to do. Yeah. We have to reprogram ourselves, along with all these distractions we have in our pockets with our cell phones and you know every other social media uh, channel that we we're constantly being fed at all times. Like it's difficult to try to master anything when you you're expected to be a jack of all trades. Yeah, you know. So all I'm saying, it's hard to be a millennial. <laughs> Mic drop. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> this has been Adam Rodriguez with uh, Millennial Rant. Thank you. I needed that. It felt good. <clears throat> That's what happens when I drink Lion Stout. <sighs> that was pretty cathartic for you. Yeah, felt good. Like you needed to get that off your chest. I did. I really did. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he's going through some things. Oh. Um, I think we're at a good position where we can uh, switch gears and switch beers. So let's go ahead and give this here, here. a... Uh, uh, a review yes sir so we have like I said at the top revisited the Lion Stout um, officially now on the podcast guys what do you grade it she um, yeah this is much better than I remember <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's the beer or my palate uh, I like this Adam you still get no credit cause <laughs> Again, it's been too long. I don't know if the beer's changed. Yeah, of course. Um, but I do like that shirt. Thank you. <laughs> but, I, but I do like that shirt. Let me, let me get one more. Get it. Get it, get it. Get it. I'm going to give this a 4.5. Mm-hmm. 4.5. Adam? I was also thinking 4.5 as well. It's just a very solid stout, in my opinion, I think. Yeah, there's, uh, again, like we said about the IPA last week, it's kind of no frills. Uh, it's it's a stouty stout. and Oh, yeah. I, you know, actually, I remember it being harder to drink the first time we had it. And, again, that's probably because of our palates. But it's actually not that harsh. I like, wanna, I'm going to do a little research. I'm going to okay. do a little research. See if the, if the recipe has changed mm-hmm. or anything. Maybe someone on, some, on forums can mention it somewhere. Maybe yeah. they got bought. Yeah true but yeah no i like it 4.5 i definitely recommend it to anyone that enjoys a, a stout that tastes like a stout stout tastes like a stout i am gonna give it a solid four thought it was good it is good but like i said i feel like the taste was a little muddled in my opinion wasn't as distinct mm-hmm. it was good though still tastes pretty solid Dis- distinct as what what do you mean I mean, I'm just not getting the coffee, toffee, mocha. It just tastes like a stout. It's like a solid stout. It's good. But like others that I've had, 
you can definitely taste what they're going for. Are you like like looking for like a funky Buddha? Like this, nah, that's this too tastes much. like coffee. Too much. Too much. <clears throat> but no, definitely I think, uh, I think Cigar all, City. I think they all blended very well together mm-hmm. to make a strong stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, none of them like jumped out more than the other one. Yeah. I did taste the coffee, the mocha, the toffee. But that's all part of like it goes with the stout palette. Yeah. All together. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it would uh, to me it wouldn't jump out if it was done properly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Fair enough. <coughs> All right. All so, right. next up, the beer that we are moving to is from the Tomoka Brewing Company. It is the Twisted King. No, Twist King, not Twisted King. Just Twist King. I think it's Twist of King. I think you're absolutely right. Here you go, Adam. Thank you. Twist of Cane. Marco. Double IPA. I didn't see the of. It's behind a tornado, dude. It really is, yeah. Like, that's a little confusing. They shouldn't do stuff like that. Oh, it's uh, uh, not really local, but Port Orange, Florida. Port Orange. That's local. Yeah. 8.6 ABV. Mm-hmm. Here you go, sir. <sighs> Made it. All right. <clears throat> The powerful hop flavor Ooh, in this double IPA touches in. down hard on your palate. Yikes. Katrina. Swirling together with Florida sugar cane. The bitterness is swept up in a spiral of malty Ooh, goodness. Charlie, where you at? So sip slowly and appreciate this perfect storm of complex taste. Hurricane Andrew. Or it may just hit you full force like the tantalizing tornado it is. Oh, tornadoes. Oops. Crack it. <laughs> Let's go. Ah, oh, yeah. Ooh, I like the way that Ooh. smells. Mm-hmm. Um, we want the phone. Yeah, reserve your reserve your thoughts because it's gonna take a while to switch from that stout. Yeah, true that. We yeah. ain't got no palate cleanser. Yeah, right, 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 right. <sighs> Should like have a bowl of pretzels. Out yeah, here. what is a good palate cleanser for beer? Just water. Just water. Room temperature water. I thought we went over this. I think you're right. We did. Yeah, and we're Adam went saltines, and like the the article we read was like no salty shit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was just water. Just room just temp room water. Temp water. Yeah. Great. Your mouth. Great. No, I'd rather just sip this until I taste it well enough. There's water and that's in beer. What we will do. What'd you say? There's, There's water, water in, beer. in beer. I guess technically. <clears throat> so so cute, so cute, so cute, so cute, fuck it, so cute. Talk about that later. We the, want the funk. The uh, did I, you, uh, huh? Did you crack? Did you listen to the Guardians of No, I didn't. Too? I didn't crack, and I'm That's not gonna. Good. It's good. And what I was, tra- what I was. Did you just look at the track list? I looked at the track listing. I started to play it. I've heard Mr. Blue Sky a thousand times. They yeah. put that in like every other movie of the summer. So that one, I was like, all right. And then at that point is when I realized what I said in the chat was like, no, these these songs are gonna be moments in the movie. Okay, so David found the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two soundtrack. And people have posted it online. They've made the playlist available on Google Play and I don't know where else. Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, all, yeah, okay, it's everywhere streaming. now. Okay, yeah, not streaming. Pandora. And uh, you know, people have uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess people are reviewing it now and talking about it and all that stuff. But in Guardians, 
in the first Guardians movie, the music was so important. We talked about it on the podcast. I I I call the music in the movie the co-star of the movie because it's so important in my opinion to each scene. Uh, like. I mean, music in general and the score of a movie is very important, but mm. I feel like in Guardians, it was at the forefront of the movie. It was made, it, it was to a point, like they made it obvious that the 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 music was a whole thing in and of itself, in my opinion. You're, each song uh, kind of helped describe the emotion of the scene, right. which is what a good score does. Yeah. But I feel like that's, it was doubly important in Guardians. Listening and, to it, it's more of that. Yeah. Uh, every song I heard, I was like, all right, this is going to be this scene. And like the characters are in my head yeah, you, as I'm right. just listening right. to but it. But do you want that before you even see it? Now you have that, you have that anticipation. Right. Of it. right. I'm not mad at it. I would. I don't think it'll yeah. ruin anything for I, me. I, uh, I was honestly conflicted when I, I saw that the, the, uh, playlist was out. God damn it. Um, this beer tastes like something. <laughs> I can't put my finger on it. Hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I was I was conflicted about listening to it because, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from, Marco, and like I, I wanted to have some songs as a surprise when they come on and just to see them in the context of the film itself. I feel like lends an emotional resonance to the both the song and the movie as you're watching it. Right. And uh, w- without that surprise, like it, it's dulled a little bit. Excuse me, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I kind of, maybe I was too curious, and I had already seen, like, the playlist itself. I hadn't heard all of the songs before, so I went ahead and listened to them. Yeah. And, like Dave was saying, as I was listening to it, I said, in my mind, I can see exactly how this storyline is going to play out, where this song is going to be placed, because it makes sense in a context of these characters that we're dealing with. Yeah. Um... Which, I mean, in itself, is going to be interesting to see if it does play out that way. Because if it doesn't, I'll be surprised. Yeah. So, I'm not... I don't feel like I ruined anything for myself, but at the same time, I was kind of on the fence. Yeah. Like you are, too. Well, I've, I've never heard a soundtrack or a score before watching the movie, also. So, that's that's a weird thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've never done that. They've, they've never... And, and then again, that kind of, I think, illustrates how important the music is in this movie. Is that it's so important? They were like, they put out the soundtrack before the movie came out. Well, well I mean, the name of the movie is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah, not two. Or right, exactly. It's it's based on the mixtape Volume Two. You know, Volume One. And the end of Guardians was him finding Volume, volume two. two. Volume Two. Yeah, correct. So it's it's very important. Yeah. And so, having listened to it beforehand, I guess you know you, like you said, you're, you're anticipating those moments now, and you kind of want to see how they're going to play out in the movie. I want to be surprised because nowadays you just don't get surprised by anything anymore, man. With leaks and with with you know spoiler trailers, spoilers and trailers that just show you the whole movie. I mean. Yeah. You just don't get surprised by anything anymore. And right. so any moment that I can be surprised now by something I'm being entertained um, uh, entertained with, I want that. I want that moment. Because back in the day, you could you, you had that moment all the time. In professional wrestling, you had that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in TV shows where you had to watch it weekly 
You, there was no leaks as to, oh, this person might be here or this person might get killed off, blah, blah, blah. You didn't have that. You had to wait until next Tuesday or Thursday or whatever. Why do they do that? Huh? Why don't they just let you watch the show? It just, I don't know. I don't know. It's become a culture. It's become its own thing yeah, of spoilers. And yeah, they just, they, they can't. I mean, I'll say, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just, it's very frustrating that you can't just enjoy a thing anymore yeah people just just they just can't help themselves anymore they just need to know it's like why can't you just enjoy things just just enjoy it right it's there to be enjoyed we're uh, we're very much in instant gratification culture now yeah so we don't want to wait the extra month that it takes for the movie to come out we don't want to wait the extra you know maybe couple of months it takes for the video game to come out that got delayed you know like we want to know Everything, every major element of it before we get into it, because yeah. we're just that hungry for information. It, it feels so dissatisfying to know that something is coming out and we know nothing about it. Right. You know, like everything from you know Star Wars, uh, the new Alien movie coming out, and like basically everything else in like nerd pop culture is all circulated by YouTubers that get clicks and. Uh, websites that are all based around hype, yeah, which is perpetuated by these little nuggets that are hopefully strategically leaked out for people to consume. Yeah, I mean they that have won't to be. ruin the overall arc of the story. Yeah, but I just feel like it's it's way too easy to give away too much. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, and I feel like uh, you know talking about the Guardian uh, soundtrack. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's the final track. Yes, I love that one. Don't mention anything, but I feel like that is a spoiler. Like, if I were to have just watched the movie and that were to come up, it would have been like, oh crap, like that's mm, cool. That's you know? Yeah. As soon as I saw that and like what it was, I felt a little disappointed. That was a spoiler for me. Yeah. Uh, the last track. I mean, now that you're saying it. Yeah. I mean, how powerful is that though? The music? music. Just the fact, like, a musical uh, note. Like the emotion of the song lets you know, like, what the emotion of the scene is gonna be. You're like, it's well, it's, it's gonna be funny knowing what the last track is in context. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I mean, that's assuming all these songs are in order of how they're gonna be played. That's in the true because they weren't or in the movie. Because they weren't. On this, wasn't, the, uh, this isn't like an official like sound soundtrack. It's just some guy throwing throwing the shit together. There yeah. were plenty of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Mix is out there. Yeah. And this is the one that made it to t- to the top list in Reddit. Yeah. And the one, the official Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack for the first movie uh, is not an order of appearance in the movies. Right. Mm-hmm. So. so, with that said, I mean, your spoiler might just be an assumption. Yeah. Yeah. True. It could be. True. Yeah. No, that's very true. And you know what happens when you assume. Yeah. You make ass out of yourself, not us. Fuck you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Out of myself and me. No, just you. That's not even yourself. Exactly not what, even yourself. Just you. Exactly um, speaking of not being surprised by things anymore, the Call of Duty <laughs> World of uh, uh, World War Two. They're going back to World War Two with their next yeah. uh, game. Yeah. They're going to have the rev- the quote unquote reveal trailer or what have you yeah, um, in a couple days. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we saw this coming. What? Fifty miles away. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course. Right. I'm probably going to play it though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that era. Let me say, I'm more excited for this one than I have been for the past maybe five years. 
For sure, for uh, sure. Yeah. They it they definitely it seems like they've wised up and they've realized like yeah I mean we've gone a little well, too I mean, far with this stuff. The thing was like when they first came out, that's all anybody was doing. It was yeah. like World War Two, World War Two. Right. How how does how does a uh, you know Medal of Honor do D Day? How does Call of Duty do D Day? Yeah, yeah. Right. How does Battlefield do D Day? Yeah. And it was just too much. Now yeah. they finally got away from it. Yeah. Technology has advanced significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they can come back to it and be like, right. let's do right. this. Fresh eyes. I I can't imagine. How like cinematic and just intense, like if they do the storming of Normandy, oh, yeah, fuck. In current technology, like oh my yeah. god, yeah, I can. I I'm kind of excited for it. Like yeah. I want them to do this correctly now. Yeah, because it's not you know infinite warfare, advanced warfare, all that shit. That's all fiction. Yeah. Now they have actual material that they can go off of, and yeah. I can go this. Actually, it could have happened, yeah. maybe. And yeah. that's and that, and that gives unless us they context. Do, unless they do some bullshit, some yeah. fucking here's some jetpacks. Like, yeah, like, like uh, no, that yeah, was the fucking. They posted that. Yeah, that the Nazis were experimenting with <laughs> with yeah. jetpack technology, oh, and they no. went, "Don't tell Activision." Yeah, oh, no. nope, nope. It would be like some like time travel bullshit that they right. do with that's it or what, something. Oh man, if they modern did modern warfare versus World War Two, I really hope they don't do some shit like that. It's like it's actually in. Advanced Warfare or whatever fuck the last one's called Infinity yeah. Warfare. Yeah, it's a simulation. And yeah, like a simulation, but they just like, take a page out of Assassin's Creed and be like, "Oh, we're gonna look oh. back at your ancestors." Oh, oh fuck yeah. you! Yeah, I played a little bit of uh, Infinite Warfare or uh-huh. Infinity Warfare, Infinite, Infinite Warfare, Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Um, just for the record, mm-hmm. eh, not great. It's more the same, right? Yeah, it's just it's the, same the same fucking game. And the problem, like the multiplayer. The multiplayer at this point looks like you're playing paintball with people. <laughs> like it's, it's just too much. It's too many colors. It's too. It's too. It's too stoop. Like I was gonna say fruity. <laughs> I mean, I said it. I said I was gonna say it. and I said it. Anyway, sure whatever. Did, Mark. It's it's just too like. Titty talking coming. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like the way. I don't like the way that the suits look. I don't like the the colors. I don't like. And and the mobility. There's is, nothing subtle about it. The mobility is Titanfall. It really is. Yeah, like they've stolen uh, everything yes. from Titanfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Titanfall stole a lot from Call of Duty because those were ex devs from the Call of Duty team. I mean, the Infinity layout, War, right? Or Treyarch? I, I'm not sure, honestly. It's a, it's one of those two teams for the, sure. The the button layout definitely, and Slush maybe Hammer. maybe the HUD. The fuck is Slush Hammer? No, maybe the HUD. But the the original things that Titanfall did. The guys at Call do at, at, at Call or Activision, they were like, "Well, we're, we're gonna steal it back." I guess. I mean, I guess that's the thought process. Yeah. We're gonna steal it back. You stole from us. I don't think that. I, I don't know if you could say that that's stealing though. When you have the guys who made that thing go off and make another thing, and it's similar to the first thing they made, I, I don't know. You can't call that stealing. I mean, if they didn't patent that kind of shit, then it's not stealing. Yeah, I mean, well, either way, I mean, I guess technically it's stealing from a legal standpoint, but. What's from that a, called? From a, um, there's a legal term. Sorry, it's like when you work for a company and they go, "You can't work for a competitor." Uh, 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 not uh, yeah, not yeah, 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 that, that, that. Um, yeah, but if you just go off and do your own thing and it's similar to the thing you did before for another company, yeah, you no, can't really call that stealing. No, it's not. It's definitely not stealing. Whereas Activision is definitely stealing from the guys at Titanfall. Like one hundred percent. You play Infinite Warfare, and it's it's like the the knee slide, mm-hmm. the 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 grappling hook, 
the wall running. The mobility is it's stolen straight from Titanfall. I was no actually, one can tell me different. I was actually just playing Titanfall 2 today Yeah. before you guys came over, and it is a lot of fun. No, it's awesome. I love Titanfall 2. And I especially appreciate the fact that they're doing like free DLC. Yeah. And all that. Yeah, they're just kind of, they're just throwing it at you. And a lot too. Yeah. And they keep changing up the multi the way that they do the multiplayer, just kind of experimenting with how they how they want to do it. Uh I appreciate that. I, like I mean, that a lot. It's the same reason why, you know, you keep coming back to Overwatch. They just keep giving you free DLC, they keep giving you free characters. I miss Overwatch. It's great. It feels like they care. It's great. Yeah. Uh did you um did you download StarCraft? Did you play that? Yeah, I downloaded it. Oh man. Yeah. It, even the menu alone. Yes. Like the menu alone. I, was I like, don't know how much StarCraft you played because when you told me that, I was just like, whatever, poser. Mm-hmm. No. But the fact that poser. you just brought up the menu, like, yeah, that was my first. I like, I saw it and it was like single player yep. multiplayer. I was like, oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> like, just Did you ever play StarCraft? Hearing the audio, no. I was like, <gasps> wow. <laughs> yeah. How did you download it? It's free. free. Completely on, wait, free. Wait, I'm, I'm saying on what though? PC, Mac. Yeah, PC oh. and Mac. Yeah. You want, and it has you like want the, a piece of old school PC gaming. It's got the DLC on there too. Yep, Brood War. Mm-hmm. You should you should pick that up. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you lose nothing. Do by you like? Have you have you played strategy games? Uh, would define strategy. What is a strategy game? <laughs> define game. Uh, you control units on a map that you have to strategically place and produce and yeah like, yeah yeah like command and conquer yeah kind of like that but not not like carbon copy command and conquer is a different system but right but like that but yes. that conceptually Similar. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i did that where you shit. gotta construct additional pylons yeah pylons for real exactly uh-huh mm-hmm. i did that shit no you should download those for free for yeah it. starcraft yeah yep. the original one and you get the expansion mm-hmm. man i love that game when i was growing yeah. up at least play the campaign because it's a good story. Yeah. Yeah. What um. What is that a what is that the prequel to? Starcraft two. No no no. There's something. There's something. Yeah. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Technically yes. Yep. There's something that is based on Starcraft that came out that's come out recently. I'll look it up later. Um, okay. I'm not going to do it right now. Cause no idea what you're talking That's about. not entertaining on a butt. Yeah. <laughs> just dead silence. <laughs> as, I, as I Google things. Marco was searching the internet. Shit. Where are we at, dog? We at about 55 minutes. Huh. So. Yeah. There was one other thing I just wanted to bring up. God damn it. You want to talk about Kendrick? God damn it. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could. I don't know. He was five foot. <laughs> what do you mean? Where, when when did you learn that? Uh, he said it in one of his lyrics that yeah. I was listening to today. He, he, no, he's got to be more. He, he called he, himself the five foot giant. Really? Yep. Shit. That's short, man. <laughs> fucking small. <laughs> wait, wait, guys. Small. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Disrespected. Oof. She didn't give a fuck much. Hey, Siri. How tall is Kendrick Lamar? Cogitating. What? <laughs> the hell? This bitch cogitating. Lamar's height is five feet six. Okay. Oh, he's five. That six. makes sense. Right, that makes yeah. that makes more sense. Still short. Still small dude, but yeah, not nearly as small as yeah. Cogitating. Cogitating. That's new. Hmm. Yeah. Just throws you off you know intentionally. Fuck, fuck you, Siri. Okay. 
cogitating. <laughs> she heard you talking shit. Get, That's off, what your, get off your high horse. If you horse. don't know what it is, maybe you should look it up, Marco. You can't argue with Siri anymore. You know, back in the day when they first introduced it, you could sit there and like cuss her out and like say weird shit and she'd kind of entertain that. It doesn't work anymore. Like after you say one thing, she responds and then that's that's the mm, end that's of the it, conversation. Yeah. There's no going back and forth with it and that upsets me because I like just sitting there cussing it out for a couple minutes. Did, did you hear Bat Computer? <laughs> bat Computer? Hey Siri. Hey Pooter. What? Hey Siri. I don't think it picked it up. Hey Pooter. Hey. See, it's, 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 see what it's doing? Pootre. Pootre. Hey Siri. Hey Pewter. How can I help you, Lego Batman? Mm. Lego uh, Batman? <laughs> yep. Funny. Yeah. Funny. Totally worth it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm well, sure I mean, people we haven't seen Lego. I'm, Batman, sure, I'm so. sure the people listening to this are thrilled. Like, that was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Adam. is worth it. All right, guys. I'm just gonna cap it. Let's okay. cap it. Okay. Uh, this is the Tomaka Brewing Company Twist of Cane Double IPA. It is from Point Orange, Florida. A whopping 8.6 ABV. Guys, what you think? Adam first. Okay. I mean, it's pretty good. I think yeah. it's a. It tastes almost a little sweeter than most IPAs. That's where that sugar cane comes in, my man. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I was gonna say earlier that thing that you were talking about. Like, what's that? What am I tasting here? I was thinking it was maybe the sugar cane. Huh. The sweetness in an IPA. That Not makes sense. normal. No. Right. No, no, no. Uh, okay, but, that makes way more sense, yeah. though. That being said, I, I like it. I think it's a really solid IPA. Yeah. Um, especially with that strength. That was not... It, like, it, to me, doesn't necessarily taste like an 8.5 or 8.6. I think it does. Um, I think I'm used to more, like, the stronger IPAs having more of a hoppy flavor. Yes. Um... This definitely, you definitely taste the hops in it, but it's, Hops. I think, kind of cooled down with the sweetness, too. Um, that being said, I would give it a four. I like it. I recommend it to anybody that enjoys IPAs, at least to try to see if, you know, the, the additional sweetness is doing it for you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that sugar cane makes a lot more sense now. I was drinking it the first couple sips. I just kept tasting cereal. Hmm. <laughs> like there sense, was yeah. a cereal. I'm like, what does like what does this taste like? And I, I pinpointed. I'm like cereal. Okay, what cereal? Yeah. yeah. I never came down with it. Searching, searching, yeah, searching. But it definitely does taste like cereal. Just I don't know sugar. if I don't know if there's sugar cane. There might be, you know, corn syrup in this or something. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's definitely funky. Definitely throws off the flavor for me. I like hoppy, bitter IPAs. Yeah, this double IPA is it's good. I'm not crazy about it. The more I drink it, the more I like it. Just it makes me think about it more. Uh-huh. I guess uh, which is why I wanted you to go first so I can get a couple more sips. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. This shit's weird. That's a really good point though, because bitter is like the opposite of sweet, obviously. So adding that sweetness to it kind of is almost against its nature in a way. Yeah. Yeah, there's something weird. Like, it's not bad. 
Yeah. But it's not crazy good either. Yeah. I, I, like, I'll drink it. I, I like it, but at the same time, I'm confused about it at the same time. The sweetness and my bitterness, I don't... That's what's throwing me off, I think. That sounds like a 3.5. Sounds like a 3. Mm. Mm. Damn. That's middle of the road, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's that's literally... Uh, we've had this We've had this fight before. Middle of the road. That's mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this okay. double IP. Okay, good. I'll good. go with that. Okay, good. Mediocre. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, it's solid. Solid IPA. I, uh, I, I like the, I like them throwing the, that little bit of sweetness behind that IPA kind of cuts the hops. It cuts the bitterness a little bit. And I appreciate that. I understand that that is is a, that works against the point of the IPA itself, but if you're not thinking about it conceptually and you're just thinking, you know, drink wise, you know, how do I enjoy this? It does. It's not a true IPA, right? You drink and you know, it's like the hops, the bitterness. That's the point of the IPA. Right. It's not a true IPA. But this is a twist of cane. Mm-hmm. Twist of the cane? Twist of cane. Just twist, twist of cane. cane. So if we're saying it's a twist on the traditional IPA, then I think that they did pretty well with that. Yeah, you're right. I guess, you know, if that's what they're going for, I am curious to just try their, their you know, straight IPA, though. Yeah. This isn't that far, so maybe we could make the trip out one day. Right. Yeah. Hang out in their brew pub. Hang out by the beach. Oh, uh, didn't you, speaking of local breweries, didn't you go to a brewery pretty recently? I did. Yeah. That, they had that really good deal on like Tuesdays or something like that. Get like, yeah, something you stabbed. Oh, Hourglass. Hourglass That's brewery. right, Hourglass yeah, yeah. Brewery. That's even closer. That's like 30 minutes away. Yeah. That's around the corner from rock climbing. Yeah. It's not too far from um, uh, Red Cypress either. Uh, yeah, it's not you that take far. a left on Ronald Reagan or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what? what? How was that? Oh, our my question. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the first time I went, they do this like I guess they everything's done in house. Like the the uh, the tasting room uh, is and everything and the um, the brewing room. It's all connected. It's all open. Uh-huh. So when they cook, you can smell it. Mm. So when I went in there the second time, it wasn't a cooking day. So I was able to like actually taste their beers, and the first time I got in there, it was a cooking day. Mm-hmm. So the whole fucking place smelled like grains. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever smelled grains before. It's, it smells good at first, but then it's just overwhelming after a while. It's yeah. too much. So every single beer that I tasted, it just tasted like the grains that I was smelling. Mm-hmm. And I went, I'm not gonna come here again. Second time I went, wasn't a cooking day. No stinking grains. Went in there because I had my car in the shop, um, and that's when I was snapping you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have that weird beer. It, I think you guys might like it because you're into that elderflower and cucumber stuff. Yeah, that's right. And it was aged in gin barrels. Huh. It's a blonde. It tastes closer to a sour than a blonde, mm. to be honest. That's yeah. Okay. But it's not bad. Anyway, uh, went in there the second time. It wasn't a cooking day. Actually was able to taste their beers. Yep. And really liked their black IPA, Ooh. and I recommend them to uh, to visit cool. if you're in a Longwood, Orlando area. Yeah, check them out. Hourglass Brewing. Right nice. Um, yeah, I would also like to say shout out to Pat's Liquor because they always hook us up with all these things. Yeah, and Seriously. Jose recommendations. So 
Except that one time he said, get that jubilation. True. Mm, he was down good. once. But mm-hmm. he did hook us up with the jubilation, though. Wait, what? He hooked... He... he I'll tell you later. Okay. All right. <laughs> this has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesis Rodriguez. Yeah. For sports drunk god, Dave Person. Drunk sports god. Drunk we'll sports never, god. will never get it. <laughs> it's way too many words You for made me. it. My brain is not working. Drunk sports god. You work tomorrow? Drunk sports god. <laughs> Nobody works tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday in the park. Guess it was the 4th of July. Happy Record Store Day, everybody. That's right. Happy Record Store Day. You guys are here. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not going to do it yeah, like that. we're not going to go crazy. We're just going to go the in the casuals. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing like all that crazy. No, I yeah. really hope they have Space Jam left. Yeah. That's all I want. <laughs> we're just taking a risk there. That's really the only thing. We're That's, taking yeah. a risk on Space Jam. I may pick up one or two other things, but really all I want is a shirt. I may pick up. You save all year for Record Store Day. <laughs> Those times you go, I don't have the money. That's, that's why. It's, it's for record store just day. haven't hit the goal for record store day. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Have a good night. Drink delicious beer. That's it. <laughs> that was so, a good one. That's all I got. Yeah, that was good. Adam got a little existential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got deep real quick. We got, we got real. We got real. <laughs>